0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness. For my friends and I play the Call of Duty role playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. The scenario is The Burning Stars. It was written by David Conyers, and it can be found in Terrors from Beyond. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode four. Our recap will be given by Jason Melanchock as his character, James Sterling. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jason.
1: Uh, This is a letter I'm penning to my wife. Let me see here. Uh. My beloved wife, Janet. Let me start by telling you, first off, I love you. I always have and always will. Now, for the first time in more than 20 years, I feel lost. I'm acting out of irrational fear, anger, and desperation. I know I'm not always the kindest man, but I do love you and the children, and I treat you as best as I can. But I fear for our son, and to be honest, our entire group down here. We went to a local paper to track down some information on the whereabouts of Jack, but no such luck was found. I even bribed a gentleman, nothing, disgusting. Next, we went to visit this anthropologist who might have a lead on where our son is. It was a grisly sight, a destroyed house, a dead chicken stuck to the door door with with a knife, hogwash, everything on this island is superstitious hogwash. When I get back, we're taking holiday in Iceland. I'm done with the tropics. Anyway, the professor was dead and somehow, they cut him open and booby-trapped him with tarantulas of all disgusting things. <sighs> this is bad. This is very bad, dear. Now I know you're sitting down because you, you can't take this and you're calling out to the kitchen maid for your tea. Just listen to me. I will return in a month, but if I do not, go see Father O'Malley. Tell him I have not returned. He will give you a key and instructions to multiple safety deposit boxes. Sell off all the stock in the company, disappear. But there's one envelope there. I prepared before I came down. Send that off to a Mr. Segal and tell him to, Senegal and tell him to unleash hell. I will always love you. And this is probably goodbye.
2: There's a nice happy note to start on. Very so. <laughs> much so
0: and mail it from here. It'll be there in two years, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, give me a luck check to see if it does turn up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Uh, why do I waste these rolls on, oh, freaking six? Yeah, <laughs> <That> gets
2: it. <laughs> so it might turn up anyway. Yeah. Right. November 1st. So this is the beginning oh, of. Sorry. Pet- Suddenly, music from the streets. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the streets of
3: San Francisco. Sorry, that was my <laughs> alarm to tell me it was time for the game to begin. Sorry.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, we, yep. There we go. Well timed. So, say like November first, beginning of fetgeed Appropriately, there is music. There is the sounds of celebrations out there. Although the beginning of the day is fairly, uh, fairly sombre. It seems like most people are going to be going to church. Uh, for the first part of the day things tend to get a bit more um a bit more colorful the closer it gets to dark and then into the evening and you've got two days of this so this is just the first day so everyone wakes up in their room nothing eventful seems to have happened during the night you've not had any particularly crazy dreams Let's see certainly nothing ominous anyway so balls in your court what do you want to do now
4: You have the name of that mambo that Doctor Northeast was talking to. Might be worth speaking with her, getting some more information. Yeah, I agree.
0: If we get there and that she's still alive or he's still alive, was it a he or is she?
4: It was a woman. She.
5: Yeah, I think we want to uh, uh, case the case her place. Uh, for a minute before we burst in we don't want to find another booby trap but I we do want to talk to her if if she can still be found among the living
3: hmm curious if uh
0: if our uh military fellow is going to try to get in contact with us today after last night
1: a show for the keeper Mm -hmm. um what's the timeline on that supposed ritual Like, how many hours do we have until it was said that they were going to torture Jack or kill him or whatever?
2: I am not sure that you have the full picture enough to work that out yet.
1: Okay.
2: I I think
5: we remember that it's a two-day festival. Yeah.
2: Is it like the second,
4: I think, was what we'd heard?
5: Yeah, the second. Right. so yeah it's you know you don't do the sacrifices at the beginning because then you know you've gotten a climax uh and madame josephine we have an address for
2: certainly do because it was in uh, northeast journal
5: so right. it's just a matter of how we want to approach it
2: do we want uh, to I- all go together but some
0: of us hang outside just uh, for safety i'll hang outside of course
1: for safety
4: I think so. I know we also talked about, there were a few notes that we had left behind. Ah, the, of the floating horror star pools. I think Donna talked about maybe doing some research. Yeah, the that.
6: library. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, we had been to the library before in our notes, so it may be worth you know retracing our steps, getting that info again. Is there any chance the library is going to be open on All
5: Saints Day?
4: That's a good question.
5: Seems like a place like this everything that isn't completely uh, required for daily life would be shut down in religious observance, but doesn't hurt to swing by. Look, if you, if you need in, and
0: there's nobody there, there's ways, if we're just careful, and we're not going to be doing anything illegal, we're just going to be looking at books, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, if they're closed, there certainly won't be any staff there watching the place.
0: And the doors and locks here don't seem to be very tough to get past. Are
2: there any other leads that you might want to follow up on?
5: Well, uh, there's a question of whether we want to speak to Senegal. Didn't you reach out to him, Sterling?
1: Mr. Sterling? Uh, Yeah, I believe O'Neill was going to take care of that.
2: O'Neill oh. mentioned he was going to go and phone Senegal, but hasn't actually acted upon that yet.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if you want to get that involved in that direction yet.
1: I mean, I've calmed down a bit, and time is short. Maybe he just knows some information. Is
0: that a letter for your wife? You want me to yes. go?
1: I can go. I'll mail that, and I'll give him a call if you, know what you, you want. Go. All
0: right, thank you. I will go and... Uh, <laughs> And give him a call. I'll be back in uh, 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be back instantaneously and we'll all be sitting around the table eating dinner,
3: scratching our heads.
5: Mm-hmm. If you find care. yourself covered with blood, try to make uh, double time. All right.
0: I'm not, I'm going to take myself a piece of paper and a pen and write, write down if something weird <laughs> happens. Good plan. And stick it in my pocket
2: all right okay so a little little montage sequence you head downstairs to go to uh, to find the concierge to get the phone uh he will happily provide it to you you pick up the phone um, you pick up the handset and then you cannot quite you don't quite freeze but you suddenly think hang on a minute what is his number and you don't know it Give me an idea roll. Oh, one. Bingo. There we are. Right. You, you realize you've never actually contacted him before directly. Um, mm-hmm. Most of Senegal's uh, dealings with um, Sterling as a company have been through various layers because it's if you're buying, if, if a rebel is buying weaponry, they don't, really declare it out in the open right which makes you remember that invoice that you found in sterling's room that said uh, that a batch of uh, like 60 odd crates of machine parts is currently sitting at uh, an import company down by the docks Mm. so if those guns are going to get to Senegal, and you don't know where Senegal is or how to get in touch with him, someone presumably down at the docks might know. Right. Um,
0: how far are the docks from here?
2: Uh, about the same kind of distance as it is. It's very close to where the newspaper offices were last night. So you're going across town to the north, but right. kind of swinging over to the west slightly.
0: Um, so what I'll do is uh, I may mail the uh, mail the letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to head upstairs, really back up really quick. So I come back in the room, and I walk over to Mr. Sterling, and I lean over close to him, and I tell him the situation. I uh, don't actually have his number, um, but I think I can get it from somebody at the dock.
1: Yeah, I think we should do that, because we have to at least know what he knows Right. And we got well. We get when we go down to meet them, We got to make sure that the OSI isn't telling us or the Navy.
0: All right. So I'm going to take the invoice, which we would have
1: had. Actually, mm-hmm. just memorize it and burn it because.
2: Well, I want to be able to show it to them to prove uh-huh. that I'm. Oh, we'll let your O1 ride. That's a good idea. Okay. Because you need to have proof that you've actually got some kind of dealing with this right. uh, with this enterprise.
0: All right, so I'm going to head down towards the Dockmaster or whoever would be in charge of
1: the, uh, the shipping.
2: Okay, is anyone
1: going with you? I think we should just go as a group and hang back. No. No?
5: I don't think so. You guys have other things to do.
1: Yeah, do. we have
5: currently three uh, planned destinations.
0: Go to the library. And I'll meet you at the library, and then we can go to the uh, the mambo okay. together. All
2: right. Okay. So if I'm getting it right, you're going kind to of dividing in two. One half's going to the library, the other half's going to the docks. Then you're meeting up and going to the mambo afterwards.
0: Well, I thought I was just going to go to the docks alone.
2: Okay. So it's going to be one big half and one very very small half. Yeah.
0: It's just less conspicuous, I think.
2: <laughs> right. In which case, we will do the library first.
1: Right. But O'Neill, you have cash, correct? Of course. That's it. Okay.
2: How much are you taking with you? Mm. Probably have 300 bucks. Hmm. It's almost as if your uh, your 01 is quite prescient because 300 is a very significant figure.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Wait, wait, wait. Jim's uh, not supposed to know that.
2: Uh, I have 150 bucks. <laughs> but I really have 300. Bucks. Also, a quite significant figure if you pass a certain roll. <laughs> <laughs> right. The rest of you head off to the Haitian National Library. Uh, can I have a party luck roll from the group heading there? So whoever in that group has the lowest luck.
1: I'm me. I have 75. I have 70. 80.
5: Oh, I guess it's me at 60.
2: Um, I've got 52. Uh, oh, it is not. Guy beats you by a few points. I've got 52,
3: but I can't seem to find my dice. It just um,
1: confirms a little You set a game alarm, but not the dice alarm, that's why. Yep. <laughs> that's That's a different alarm.
3: That's the tune from Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. The dice are uh, And fantastic. I rolled. I rolled ninety nine. Oh, <laughs> great! That's wonderful. Off to a great start
2: tonight, then. Oh, this this is sounding very. good. Everything's coming up Millhouse, right? You, everyone, can give me a spot hidden roll then. That's a nine for me. Zero three.
4: Regular success.
2: Regular success. One uh, end of the bell curve, to the other. I failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, these my are properly dice.
3: random dice that I've got here.
2: Actually, <laughs> <laughs> my, my dice, regardless of whatever the whatever make they are or whatever set they're from, always betray me at some point. And they've started off with an eighty-nine. So the ONI stealth team are walking down the road with a ne- uh, the effectively the, the equivalent of a neon sign saying, "Hey, we're following you." They are very easy to spot. Uh, Okay, so we've we've been... uh, How many of them are there? Uh, There always seem to be a couple of them. They never seem to be in anything more than two.
5: Now, what do you think, Guy? If uh, one of us goes left and the other goes right, are they going to split in two? And what if one of us goes in a third direction? Are they going to... Wet themselves and fall down on the sidewalk? Worth a try. Um, I'm pretty good with a lockpick set. Uh, you are too, I believe. I'm even better. We only brought one. Um, so, uh, Mr. Sterling, here's my recommendation. Uh, uh, well, uh, ladies, which one of you is more eager to get into the library? You're both academic
6: types.
4: <laughs> oh, Donna's the student. I bet it'd be her.
6: Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm eager to learn about this this cult <laughs> if we can.
5: Okay, so Donna and Guy should just take a loop around the block, uh, and uh, I will uh, have a stroll with Miss Lachlan and Mr. Sterling. You know they're going to follow you. Maybe both yeah. of them. So you should go and get yourself a nice strong Haitian coffee about five blocks from here.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Why don't I just go and get coffee and sit there for an hour and then stroll over to the library or two hours even.
5: Yeah. And if you go, I mean, we've been, you know, we uh, you know have a little bit of lay of the land here. So I think you go that way. It's nice and commercial and visible, impossible to get lost. If they both follow you, then we'll all go into the library, but probably they'll want to, they'll try to track more than one of us because they're real smart kids.
1: All right, sounds good to me.
5: Uh, Ms. Lachlan, what do you think we could, uh, we find a nice cool fruit beverage somewhere.
4: That sounds like an excellent plan. In
5: the opposite direction of your pops.
2: All right, so you're dividing up into three groups quick check to see how all right ah, okay your luck holds out and given that at least a couple of you there had extreme successes what you notice is that it doesn't seem to be at least from the start it doesn't seem to be that it's going to be too difficult to split up and follow you realize it's not just one team that's following you there are the two guys that you spot which are following you from the um, following you from outside the hotel but when you divide up, you notice that they clock another pair, which are a little bit further down, uh, further down the road, and then they split off in one group. It seems to be it's almost like a chain link that one group has a particular area which they follow you for. They will then pass another group of two who can then pick up a trail or go off and follow you in a divide and conquer method if need be.
1: When I, got see, a question? when I see that, what I'm going to do is take a big handful of change and find a bunch of kids and go hand them each a quarter. I'm talking like 10, 15 kids. Mm -hmm. Run up to him, those men, and call them daddy, 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 and don't leave their side for an hour. Hold on to them, grab their legs, you know, everything you can and find me later and I'll give you another quarter if you distract them.
2: Give give me a luck roll. Uh,
1: 32 out of 70.
2: Right, you are not mugged by the uh, the large uh, mob of kids which are uh, suddenly descending oh, on you when they see I, money, money, money. When I
1: open my coat, there's a big gun and a knife on my belt too, so I think that has a little deterrence.
2: They're not brave enough to go for the guard to try and uh, slight of hand the gun away from you either. In which case, uh, you have a horde of kids and urchins which suddenly descend on the ONI that are following you and they are they are pretty much like covered from head, not almost head to toe in child. And yet you are able to slip away without any problem then.
1: Your other two- well, I wanted to do it to the group that was going to split off of one of the investigators and let the other guys follow me because I'm going to have coffee.
2: Ah, gotcha, right. Yeah. In which case, yeah, be your plan with your successful role goes, goes according to plan. So you've got one group following you, one group that's been completely waylaid, and the others are watching Kessler and Amy having um, having a nice, cold,
1: fruity beverage. Then after 15 minutes, I have the, the waitress bring them over a nice drink while they <laughs> sit a block down.
2: Okay. Yeah, they, they kind of look a little bit embarrassed when they receive their drink and kind of look shiftily between each other, quickly sip down their drinks and then disappear off into the crowd to try and find at least one some vestige of their of their pride that might be left somewhere but it sure as hell ain't here otherwise you're able to um which case finish finish off your drinks without too much of a problem leaving guy and donna to arrive at the library unhindered and as you arrive it is the uh, the haitian national library it has an impressive title but it doesn't particularly look impressive Uh, this is not a particularly big library in fact looking looking at the place and seeing that the fact the doors are open and people are coming and going so it is still open Uh, being a national library in inverted commas it's somewhere that is open pretty much every day it's not open all day but you are here when it's uh, when it's open and people are coming and going this is something that the rest of you will uh, we'll be able to quickly ascertain when you arrive as well. You, you you'll probably meet up in a probably a few minutes after each other, or at least maybe half an hour at most for everyone to then come back as a group. That this place has a fairly restricted collection. It's it's so restricted it's actually going to penalise uh, your library use roles. Oof. And on top of that, most of the texts here are in either French or Creole. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting time trying to decipher uh, certain books as well. With that though, you do notice that there is a big long desk where there's various uh, librarians taking stacks of books, stamping them, putting slips back in, putting them on a wheelie tro- uh, trolley for them to then be pushed back out into the rest of the library. So there are staff here that can help you. What are you? What's your plan of attack here? Um, I
3: I don't speak French, but I would imagine that um, one or two of the others who can speak French would be able to jot down some keywords that I could look for in the library. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have 20. Terms. <laughs> I have 20 if I could, just, you know, terms that I could look and I could certainly look for the word voodoo or voodan
2: mm-hmm.
3: Um, and, and, and things like that. I wouldn't be able to necessarily read the things that I could find, but I, I could
6: probably look for them, surely. And I'm trying to find the, the handout from before. Does anyone remember, we had a, it was Cult of the Floating Horror, and what were the other notes with the library? I will bring up uh, that note. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Kessler's notes from before. Phrase
5: star pool uh,
6: stands out. Yeah, that's what it was. Star pools and Clone to the Floating Horror. And was there something else or was that it? Well, there were
5: several names.
6: And then it just said voodoo, yeah. And just voodoo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we also, yeah, there's also 50 Rue Paco and Paco, but I think that that's separate from the library. No, it's the the Northeast address. Right. So, yeah. It used to be.
2: Yeah, the first three lines are the address of the Tarot Reader. The second three lines are Northeast's address. Mm-hmm. And then the last four are related to the library.
6: Gotcha. Yeah, so I guess just like, you know, maybe look for um, like the French word for voodoo and the French word for cults. Uh, maybe pool and star. But, but you know, if I, if I if I know those and that's it.
2: Okay, oh. uh, we won't we won't put that down to a role to do the French translation. That's that's gonna that'd be a bit bit too minutiae for me. Right. Um, your library use skill here, because I don't think there's a way this would carry over into uh, into seventh ed rules particularly well. So we'll go with just what it because this was written for a previous edition, and um, we'll go with the rule that that's here. Your library use because of the poor quality of the collection here. Um, and it's very limited size is capped at 50%. So if you've got over okay. 50% library use, then you just stop at 50. Gotcha. All right. So what I'll go around, because I presume you're kind of again divided and conquer with these various words that you're handing out to people. Uh, sure. what topics people are gonna look for? So we'll start with Donna because you're the one that's handing out the uh kind of the list. What 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 word or phrase mm. are you keeping for yourself?
6: Um I guess I'll 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 check out star pools. Um, that okay. one, that one definitely interested me because I'm. What, what, what could, what is a star pool? So I'll, I'll look for if I can find anything that relates to that. Okay, give me a library use roll. Um, ooh, I got a ten. So it's just a uh, hard. Okay, in which
2: case you are fairly confident. It's not that you're thinking that. Hmm. Well, where could it be? Mm-hmm. You're fairly sure there's nothing here on that topic
6: it's unfortunate there is, okay there
2: is a distinct absence of anything related to the star Wars. Gotcha. okay and next round on my screen we'll go with uh, amy uh i'll look into the clo- the cult of the floating horror gotcha okay definitely library use there
4: okay that's a hard success
2: right uh you find in particular as you're looking through uh, trying to find anything that's in it's a connection with this, a title that stands out because it's on your uh, on your list. Africa's dark sects. Uh, there's what seems to be a bookmark that's been put in there, just a sheet of paper that's marking a particular section. So when you open it up, uh, you find something that looks a little like this. It has the same back, it has the same color scheme and the same mm-hmm. but I've hand-painted appearance that your previous card that you found looked like. Uh, this one is also inverted,
4: mm-hmm. so I'm it gonna it's, show upside, everyone. it's upside down. Yeah, I'll show everyone. Mm-hmm. This looks like the one we found in Mr. Sterling's bathroom.
2: Indeed, it's definitely part of the same, the same deck. Although you're, you're missing quite a few cards if you wanted to hold it. He
5: you don't, you don't look very hanged. But uh, what what's wrong with his fingers? And Is it just me or can you see through parts of him?
4: Yeah.
2: You can give me uh, your choice of a cult or Cthulhu Mythos.
4: Is that anyone looking at it or just... Uh, yep.
2: and anyone that's looking at it can give me either one of those roles. But they I'm will give you results. So do uh, well, Cthulhu mythos.
6: No. I went for occults and I got a 35, so just a regular.
2: Okay. Uh the card's translate or the card's meaning is selfishness and egotism. So at least you get the
6: the meaning of the card. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll relay that. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, giving us, you know, those kind of vibes. Um mm-hmm. Uh like, Ms. Lucklin, was that one of
5: the cards that you saw at the yes. pastry shop?
4: No, that this matches oh oh you mean did we see the hanged man in the pastry <laughs> we shop? We did
5: get a hanged man, right? Because yes. there was talk about sacrifice and selfishness
6: and loss and stuff, as I recall. I believe, from, I believe, I'm not mistaken, I believe if I'm not mistaken it was um was it death? The the hanged man. It was the hangman inverted. Yep. Death? And that is Death Devil, Hanged Man. Yep. Uh something of Wands, Ten of Swords. Ten of
4: Swords, Ten of Wands. Ten of Wands, Ten of Swords. Yeah. yeah. And the note, the the Madame Marie said that the Hanged Man upside down, it's selfishness. And she warned us to ignore false prophets when she showed us that as well.
5: So we're out of are we out of order or did we get the devil?
2: You haven't got devil yet.
4: No, all we have is the I thought that that one that wasn't part of the deck, right? The one in Mister Sterling's room. That's not part of a normal deck, isn't it? Or
6: neither is this. But they—they're yeah, both all of these. Are yeah.
4: Oh, okay, I see.
5: These are all variations of a particular. Oh, okay. Region. Probably I not. The, the label something is
6: This, problem. this, this man isn't hanging. This man is something else.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
6: Uh, did anyone pass Cthulhu Mythos
2: if you choose to, uh, chose to roll that? No. Okay. No problem. Then, in which case, we will go for another handout because this is the uh, this is the section it was bookmarking.
4: I had been warned earlier that the ceremony I now witnessed, although it had trappings of voodoo from the Congo, was in fact derived from rituals that were far older and ancient. The witch doctor dressed in a grass suit that fully enclosed his body and his face hidden behind a grotesque mask depicting a face with three eyes, called forth demons from an undersea island. The frenzied dancers around him, his possessed followers, moved with impossible rhythms. The elder amongst them shocked me when they gouged themselves to death with sharp stones. Into the fray stepped what was once a man and something else his skin covered in black scales, and his face not unlike that of an iguana. He sent shivers through my skin. It was not the unnatural angles that his body could achieve as he danced, rather his eyes, still human, still seeing as a human sees. And then an eye opened in his forehead, although it was not an eye, and I could see that the lizard man was host to something else, something that desired to be free of the vessel that was once a man's forehead." His third eye was the gateway to the unknown realms. I am not sure that my mind would have accepted what was to occur next. My guide, Joma, thankfully dragged me from that awful, savage place. And yet, in the dark hours, in my hotel, or in a bedroll under the stars, I imagine what I might have seen if I had waited to witness what the host might have become. Nigel Blackwell, Africa's
2: Dark Set and scrawled in the margin in rather familiar handwriting. As in, you've written this note here. You're positive it's you.
4: Same ritual as described by B.N. Same cult active in, I'm assuming that's Port-au-Prince, sacred site, the S.P. S. Senegal knows something about this cult.
2: There we go. So it looks like we certainly... Certainly hit a good topic to to look up there next round in the list i've got Mr. Sterling, who has gone very mute i'm sorry <laughs> right um any particular topic you're
1: looking up oh i'm there now um, i I want to see. If that name that came to me with the card is anywhere, the Nyarlathotep. Okay. Uh, you Which can give me a roll. I know, but Starling doesn't, so. Uh, oh, 05. My library. That's uh, extreme, but I doubt there's anything. Okay. Um, I'm wasting all the good rolls.
2: <laughs> yeah. that. Their collection of mythos-related material is not exactly uh, not exactly great, um, but it ends up bringing you back, actually back to the same book that uh, Amy's got. So after having looked at the section regarding the uh, the floating horror, uh, there is at least references to different aspects of this god. Um, Africa's Dark Sex, to put it in uh, some context for you. It's a book that's based on the experiences of an American explorer, Nigel Blackwell, compiled from notes taken from his travels in Africa in 1916 and then written and published in 1924. So it's a, it's a relatively new book. It's only six years old at this point. Uh, the subject matter covers the cult of the bloody tongue in East Africa, the cult of the screaming crawler in the Congo Basin and the cult of the floating horror in Nigeria. There's maybe hints that the at least the writer believes that this might be aspects of the same thing, but it's it's kind of he almost doubts himself in the in the text that he's thinking that is this part of something bigger? Is this not part of something bigger? Uh, what what is this name Neferletep that comes up occasionally that's connected with uh, connected with Egypt? So you've got hints at maybe some wider aspects of this crawling chaos.
1: After I read that, I'm going to, there's nobody, oh, there is a an attendant at the library?
2: Yeah, there's there's a various librarians at the front of the building, yeah.
1: I'm going to go up to them individually in French and ask them if they remember any of our group coming here last time. And if any, anybody does remember, I'd like to come over to the tables and talk.
2: Um give me a luck roll, see if there's anyone on duty that was here when you last came.
1: Was Sixty-six out of seventy, so just made it. You did, in which case you, you end
2: up going through and asking quite a few of them, but eventually you hit upon the one that says, Oh, I was here when you when you last came in. I remember I remember your group.
1: I bring over, I say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this uh worker here happened to remember us coming in. And if there's any questions did did we do you remember us asking you anything last time we were here any of us um
2: yeah i mean you're you're asking for um a few things in particular um there was a there, in fact there was a specific book that you and then she sees it laid out in front of amy oh you you've got it again yep. um, yeah africa's dark sex was an uh, interest of uh, yours that we had to uh, had to go and find out on the shelves um also asking things about voodoo and tarot and uh, various different cults and yeah, a whole, a whole variety of stuff really. Uh, very very much in the, the esoteric uh, kind of camp.
6: Uh- I take it you're looking into more of the same, eh? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and my, my apologies, uh, silly me, I, I, I was taking notes and uh, I, I seem to have misplaced, uh, you know, uh, one, of, one of my pages of notes from last time. And so I was wondering, are, are there any other books that we had last time that you don't see us already? We're just trying to make sure I didn't you know, leave it in the back or on accident or you know, drop oh. it under the.
2: I can, I can go and fetch a couple of a uh, couple of titles. Uh, I don't think there was anything particular that stood out from memory, but I, yeah, I, can, I can go and retrieve the same the same text if you want to have a look through those.
6: Yeah, I mean, especially a, anything that, that we were as, as interested in as uh, Africa's Dark Sex, because I know that we we've, we found that one, but we're just trying to retrace the books that we were interested in, so. Sure, sure. Thank
2: you. And she toddles off. In the meantime, Guy, anything, any particular topic from yourself? Well,
3: um... I think with my lack of language skills, um, I think actually I'm a little bit hampered. I know one of the terms that was on the the uh, the, the note we had was uh, voodoo, but I have a, a feeling that if I were to search for voodoo in
2: the Haitian National Library, I would quickly be overwhelmed. Yeah, you're right. You you do find the uh, it find it very easy to find where the books are it's harder to find where the books stop, that you just have a seemingly aisle of shelves to choose from, and then another aisle, and another aisle. Is there anything in there that specifically relates to human sacrifice? Ooh.
1: Um,
2: This is where your language is going to prove a little tough. if you haven't got French or Creole, uh, you can give me a library use roll, but I'm going to ask for a hard success. Okay.
3: I've
4: rolled
2: a zero one. Hey, yeah, well, certainly uh, all the good rolls are on your side tonight.
3: Yeah. I, want, I want two. I need two cameras, really. <laughs> right. To show this. You can't even see it, probably. Uh, no, that's fine. That's a zero. One.
6: We, 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 we trust you.
3: <laughs>
2: right. Well, in which case...
3: I'm on uh, fire. <laughs> After my original Oh <laughs>
2: Yeah. The two ends, Right. Yeah, you, you do find some material. It's not something like a spell book where it's saying, oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z, and it involves human sacrifice to get this effect. But it talks about it in, in the wider context of... Uh, voodoo, in particular, the the various different types of lower, and it talks about, I believe it's the Petra lower. Yes, you've got the Rada lower, which are almost considered as the kind of the more benevolent, the more the light side of the pantheon, as it were, and the Petra lower is having somewhat more hazy origins. Uh, some claim that these are the gods of the Congo, uh, but others say that they are not of Africa that they are something darker, that they, in a way, they're almost like a hair's breadth away from being classified as evil spirits, whereas they just have connotations because very much like an animistic religion, you've got uh, spirits that embody particular concepts. Uh, these just happen to be what would be considered darker concepts. So things that are not quite as wholesome and light-bringing as you'd find with the uh, the Rada lower. And it's talking about how they can be, in some cases, maybe hostile to humanity, but it's just because of their very nature. It's like a scorpion is horrible because it stings. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make it that it's got an agenda that it hates humanity. It's just that it's got a very bad reaction when it comes in contact with it. And it's when it talks about servants of the Petraloa, uh, the term Bacor comes up in that, uh, where they are... voodoo witch doctors or witches that serve the lower with both hands, that they can perform good as well as bad magic or white and black magic. And it definitely says that sacrifice could be considered something that would fall into that black category. So it's the long the long story cut short is it's not unheard of, but it's not that there's an abundance of oh we're gonna kill a whole load of people as part of our uh, part of our worship, but there is an aspect that it could be a tool, or it could be a practice that is used in particularly the uh, the darker side of uh, worship for the Petra lower. Okay. All right, and Dirk.
5: Well, yeah, I'm, my uh, language skills aren't that fantastic, but I'm good with libraries. But I was thinking I can look at pictures and I've got this little friend here that mm-hmm. I would like to identify. So if there's uh, insect life local to here, I can compare. This is the still version, not the flappy one.
2: Mm-hmm. and yep. trying no, to find out
5: it, what it's called, et cetera.
2: Uh, again, you then can give me a library use role.
5: Twenty-eight is a regular success. It would be hard if I weren't limited, hampered by this language.
2: True. Right, um, you do indeed find um, pictures of it, then you're going more towards the uh, well, the natural world section of the library. And yet it's a regular common moth um, indicative to the island or native to the island. There doesn't seem to be anything particularly special about it. There's no gov uh, Folk tales or fairy tales or anything like that about it. It's just a common moth.
5: Why was it worth capturing one twice? And its Latin name isn't like Mothiensis i or anything.
2: <laughs> but there is no, there is nothing uh, remotely mythosy hiding in its Latinate name. Mm. In fact, you, you have hit upon something that the scenario pretty much doesn't cover. <laughs> so it is, it is just a common moth.
5: I have the mystery of the non-mystery, but it's good mm-hmm.
2: to know. All right. And so we've done Donna, already going through uh, hitting the one topic that there is nothing about here. Um, which case, the librarian comes back a little while later. Um, she's not carrying anything that could be blatantly described as a mythos tome. But she's got various other books on voodoo, probably actually ones that Guy had already uh, picked out from the shelf. A couple of books on tarot. uh, Various bits on local geography, which probably Donna has already gone over, uh, trying to find any connection to any place called Starpool. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, some of them are new. Some of them are books that you've seen in sections that you've perused, but otherwise don't add anything to what you already have. It seems like you've covered... Between that you've covered pretty much all the basis of all the research you um, that you have previously done here.
5: I would like to thank this friendly librarian and uh, and inquire uh, in a somber tones if she's heard the bad news about Professor Northeast Bad news Oh you haven't well it'll be in the papers um, Ooh.
2: Oh, something uh, something bad happened to him.
5: I'm afraid he is deceased. I'm afraid he was uh he was killed. Uh and uh it looks well, you know, not to tell tales out of school, but there was a, a rooster nailed to his front door. Oh. yeah. You know, so I'm afraid his researchers are no more.
2: That's a shame he used to come in here every so often. I mean he's been He's been researching and stationed here for oh, almost a year now, probably about nine yeah must be about ten months or more.
5: yeah, I thought you must know him given his interests
2: yeah he was he was a regular visitor oh that's a that's a real shame to hear
5: did oh, if, uh, if, if, yeah. I, was I was wondering if, if he had any colleagues that you were aware of that we haven't spoken to yet.
2: Uh, no, I believe he was he was doing solo research. Um, I suppose the closest thing to colleagues really would be either ourselves here at the library because we we helped him out, um, or some of the uh, some of the more prominent figures in the in the voodoo community.
5: Uh, Madame Josephine, for example.
2: Uh, she just have a role, we'll see if she knows the name. No, um, I she shrugs. Uh, got shrugs her shoulders. I, I don't know any of the names. I, I just know that I know that was his field of field of research. Yeah, it's a real like, pity. Is, is there is there anything else I can help with?
1: I Were there any?
4: books that he really, that he checked out often, or looked at. Uh, and, and one the one you've already got.
2: Okay. I think it's, uh, it seems to be that's uh, that's the book that he he uh, was using the most. Know, besides that, uh, good spattering of stuff all over the place, but that was his main, his main tome of uh, choice. She kind of, she's kind of looking a little anxious, as she says. Uh, "Those was Unless there's any other requests, uh, I'll I'll be at the front desk. Thank you. And as she won, uh, you see as she goes off, she kind of moves away a little bit quicker, and you can quickly see that it seems she has entered gossip mode and is now talking to uh, the other librarians at the front desk, and you can see the look of horror pass, or look of distress passing from one librarian to the next as it's almost like whisper down the line um revealing the news to each other.
5: If any of them have anything else to share, I guess they have cause to mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm.
2: But seems like they, they quickly are informed and do the uh, say do the round of gossip and otherwise return back to their normal duties. No, it's not not like anyone gets up and goes and runs out the building. It's they all they all just take in the news, they look genuinely disappointed, and then carry on.
5: Um, so as we've been sharing some of this information back and forth, I assume that we know that that you, uh, the note in the book mentions Senegal by name. It does. Mr. Sterling, that suggests to me that we should maybe not meet at Madame Josephine's, but hurry over to the import house because uh, we've sent O'Neill in alone.
1: Well, I doubt Senegal will do something to interfere with his shipments. We need to speak, hey, he wants to do what he's doing on the island. I'm his main benefactor. I doubt he'll lay a hand on O'Neill and if he does,
5: But if he does, wouldn't we rather be there to back Mr. O'Neill up rather than wait around outside Madame Josephine's house to get a head and hat box?
1: I agree. We Let's go. But I don't think... O'Neill knows how to talk with people, and I I don't fear for his safety, but we can go to back him up.
0: Remember, I'm supposed to meet you at the library. So while you guys have been doing all of this, I'm already...
5: I thought you were meeting us at Madame Josephine's. No, the no, I misremembered.
0: Right. So all these however long it's been, you've been here, I've been there. So it's mm-hmm.
1: gotta be at least two hours now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was like uh O'Neill makes his way solo across town and comes to the docks. Being extremely stealthy to make sure okay, that well, nobody's watching. Uh you can you can give me a luck roll to begin with. Oh, okay luck how's my luck oh it's good
0: i got a 28 out of 60.
2: all right in which case it looks like the team that was uh, stationed outside the hotel went with a larger group to begin with so you are not being followed currently well then i left earlier if you recall so True. um they've was... they, in which case then it's, they've just chosen not to follow the single person going out they're waiting to see if the rest of you go out on mass
0: Probably along the way, I changed my shirt a couple times and then ended back up in this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's still as sweaty as ever, even if it's no. only morning, because the temperature rapidly rises here and the humidity is not unbearable, but still bloody uncomfortable. So, I also rolled a
0: stealth roll, but I rolled, I rolled 21 out of 60 also, so...
2: Okay, yeah, you, was, you are yeah. <laughs> you are confident that you have gone in such a way that if anyone was following you, that they wouldn't be able to keep track of you for very long. All right, Not, nothing wrong with being a healthy dose of paranoia because they are out to get you.
1: Right,
2: you arrive at the docks. Uh, it is quite uh, quite a sight. There's a lot of ships which come in through here. This I mean is one of the largest ports, if fact, the largest port, I believe, in Haiti so you've got various warehouses which are full to the brim of stock which is either been coming in or going out so it's quite a uh, space is quite a premium it seems um, of most of the warehouses they're all following a similar kind of trend that you've got a whole range of workers because this is all manual labor so there are people all over the sure. place sure. Um you've got sugar coffee and rice which are products going out and you can see then the products coming in off the ships which obviously have to be unloaded first before then the outbound freight can go on um, looks like lots of textiles and actually there are some legitimate machine parts which are coming in as well and then they're being taken out and they start to go out through the rest of the city there's various um, small trucks there's nothing big here uh, there's not like big Articulated lorries, which are carrying stuff out. But there are plenty of vehicles, uh, commercial vehicles, which are taking the product out and to wherever it goes across the island then. And after a little bit of wandering the, around the area where you think the, the warehouse is, uh, you do indeed find a sign that points you towards uh, Labardi Imports and Exports okay uh, there's wide open doors so getting inside is uh not a particular problem uh, you do notice that there are guards here though so they are keeping an eye on people right. that come and go and there are a few people that look like they could be foremen uh, like either carrying clipboards or directing people so there are very very obviously spotable authority figures here
3: okay
0: so i would probably if i'm walking up to the building i would go right up to one of the guards and uh and say where's the foreman i'll do my i'll try a little creole but it's not easy um where foreman
2: yeah foreman boss head honcho boss. basically some a word that get conveys who you right. need and at which point the the guard nods and he kind of gestures for you to follow him
0: okay so i'll follow him
2: yeah and he takes you up to this guy he's uh, he's what would be called a mulatto so he's the uh called the mixed breed so he's not as uh, he's not as not as dark a skinned as some of the other uh, the main workers here uh, he's fairly well built uh pretty muscular you think he's uh, he could pack a punch if he was uh, so inclined sure. um he's unshaven his clothes are a little bit dirty but he's in a working environment so it's it's to be expected sure so carrying carrying a clipboard and definitely has this air of authority about him
0: Mm.
2: Um, as i say he just turns to you and kind of has that expression of what so
0: i say sean o'neill i uh,
2: you're an american yeah
0: yeah i am my creole's not very good
2: no, my my English is my English is okay. I can I can spot no, I can spot an American. Um,
0: we uh, we send uh, shipments here, and uh, I need to contact somebody on the, the sheet, and I, I pull out the, the receipt, and uh, I make sure like nobody's knowing, nobody's around looking, and I point to Mister Senegal's
2: uh, name oh right right so you would be with the uh the sterling group yes yes ah right we've been holding 60 crates he points at the invoice 60 crates that takes up a lot of room here um sterling turned up and told us you've got to you've got to hold these here for a while that was the last we heard a while these things have been sat here for days taking up valuable room but they, yes. they need to be
0: moved there's been a great deal of of difficulties. That's why I need to speak with Mr.
2: Senegal. Uh, oh, that, that's at which point he kind of, uh, the kind of slightly bravado uh, facade that he gives suddenly becomes a bit more quiet and he leans in a little closer and says, so that's who they're going to, yeah?
0: I didn't say that. I did say that I needed to speak to him.
2: Okay well I can put two and two together you come here asking about uh cargo that we've we've held held for you and then you talk about someone who might be in need of machine parts. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes okay. Um is there a way I can contact him? Give me a persuade roll. All right. And um, before I make my persuade roll can I hand him a couple of 20s?
2: <laughs> that will give you a bonus die. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is persuade mm-hmm. uh, where's my persuade well I, I already got 38 out of 50. oh there so. you go
2: Brian, he gladly takes your money and says go yeah I'll, I'll be able to get you some um i'll be able to get get you some contact uh information that's uh that's not a problem but there is the matter admittedly of the of the crates um I'm, we are going to need some kind of financial compensation for these because the space is money here and you're taking up a lot of room with your machine parts. Uh, Mr.
0: Um, Mr. Sterling is, as you know, a multi-millionaire. There's no problem with that.
2: Okay, so $300 wouldn't be a problem then.
0: Well, I just gave you some of my money. Here, take this and I hand him what I have left.
2: Right. Um, Paul let the persuade roll ride, in which case he is happy with the remainder. Okay. So right, um, I can show you the show you where the crates are um, to give you an idea. You, I presume you you have transport. Yes, and yes, I would like to. to get them out of here. Right. Uh, he takes you through to kind of a back portion of the warehouse that's mm. slightly partitioned off, and you have a series of sixty crates out there, which. They look a kind of familiar size. Um, imagine like a uh, a fairly oblong coffin that you're fairly sure would hold probably in the region of ten rifles in each um, in each box, along Four. with ammo, uh, sorted ammo for them. So you have enough ammo and guns here to start a small war which i think is probably the idea (laughs) yeah funnily enough um and also you can see where there's the various wooden slats of these crates where they're piled on top of each other Mm -hmm. um some of them look as though they've maybe been a little battered so you can see some of the uh some of like the straw lining inside poking out through them there's also something that looks like a piece of paper which is stuck between two of the two of the boards okay
0: as he is talking and walking and i notice that i'll just i'll sort of reach up and grab it and take a look at it
2: okay i
0: bet i can guess what i'm
2: just grabbed (laughs) and as you pick it up it is indeed inverted just by nature of how you pick it up
0: oh Another one of these cards the third one in the series or the second one
2: indeed um it doesn't seem to be that uh, the the foreman has noticed what you've done yeah mainly that's because he's walking and talking um he says well if you want to inspect the the crates just to make sure that everything is to your satisfaction i'll uh nip back to my office and get those uh, contact details for you thank you so i
0: I'll, I'm will i going to fiddle at least a little around the crates. I'm not sure that I want to open anything
2: up. You'd probably have to pry it open, right, with their, their nailed shut. Yep. Um, um, I'll just take do- a quick look around them. You can see that no one has opened any of them as well. They are all still sealed shut. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's basically all I'm
2: going to make sure of, is that they're they're all sealed shut. Right. Yep, no one has interfered with them at all. So you still have... A lot of guns, and a lot of ammo here.
0: And if it if it goes on a little too long, I'll count them, just to make sure that the count is the same is correct. The 60s a lot, so
2: yeah. Well, it's between say 10 guns in each uh, in each crate. That's 600 firearms really? you've got. But yeah. it would
0: be easy to sneak one of these crates home with you, and then nobody would notice that there were only 59 crates. Oh, I
3: see.
2: <laughs> now, you, you do a quick inventory, and they are stacked in regular formation that is very right. easy to tell there are definitely all 60 still um, 60 crates still here and mm. he comes back within a few minutes um you think basically enough time to go to his office open a safe get a piece uh get a book write down the address and then come back to, uh come back to you and he hands it over but uh doesn't quite let it get into your hand first when he says there is no paper in my hand, and you are not taking anything from me. Do we have an understanding here?
0: I, I grab the paper and I say, "I don't know what you're talking about."
2: That sounds perfectly equitable for me. So, um, in which case, uh, your your machine parts here are ready for collection at any point you so wish. Um, just give me a shout, and oh, he. Shake. Offers a hand to shake. Actually, I should have introduced myself, uh, Francis Metro. Mr. Metro, Sorry, if you want, yeah, if um, you want to uh, come by and pick them up at any point, so just give us a shout and we can load them onto a truck for you or whatever transport you want to get them out of here. But the sooner they're out of here, the the happier we will be.
0: Well, if they if they if they remain here uh, very much longer, we will compensate you for any uh, any cost that that might cause.
2: The the dollar signs light up in his eyes, so he is uh, he is quite a happy man.
0: Um, thank you.
2: Perfect. And, uh, in which case, yeah.
0: I say goodbye in Creole, and then I because you know I figure it's interesting because I've got I've got a little French, a little French. I don't have any Creole, but if we're dealing with them, I've probably picked up hello, goodbye, my name is.
2: <laughs> oh te- technically i think the sheet says you've got one percent in other language so i guess that that's true. represents yeah it represents yeah. those smattering of words that you've got right and all you, right so i'm heading towards the library to, you reach out to shake his hand okay. and at that point you're outside and the others are all around you so all six of you are outside on the main thoroughfare outside the warehouse
0: Can i still have my hand out
1: um how did we where are it's, we
0: it's happened again
5: time
1: check
2: uh, you are probably about I think the distance between the library and here you've probably got about an hour of missing time which would equate with the time taken to get from the library to the docks so O'Neill you're missing probably about three hours or more of time so all the time that they were at the library and then to come over here from there you have no recollection of what the hell happened after you um, right. after your meeting in there
0: maybe we, we maybe it was just boring and we just found a very convenient way of getting rid of all the boring
6: stuff uh, so, Mr. Mr. O'Neill, I wish life was like that <laughs> I've, I've sat through way too many boring uh, occurrences to know that we don't just forget them
0: Mr. Uh, Mr. Sterling I've uh, I've got an address there's no phone of
1: course.
0: Uh, I had to go to the, the docks um,
1: Are we I also... at the library or are we at the docks?
0: You're all at the docks hmm. I also got this and I pull out the card and show it to him
6: more of this. Oh, that explains... We got one too. We were wondering if we had skipped a card, and no, you just found it by yourself. That's pretty weird. Um,
4: Did any of us have notes from that period of time? I know oh, several of us have been taking notes. Right. I, had,
2: I had a piece of paper too, no notes. Mm-hmm. The only stuff that you've got on your notes for the group that went to the library would be the notes you've taken at the library. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem like you've made any kind of note apart from, because uh, Kessler's got his kind of time-stamped thing, would be, the last note in your would be, setting off from library to meet O'Neill at docks, and that's an hour ago. There's nothing in between. It, you presume it would be just walking and plodding through the streets with no, no weird event happening in the meantime. Whereas O'Neill, it seems like you've not written anything down. Maybe mm. again, just nothing of consequence. So maybe there is something about that, just cutting out the boring stuff.
5: Did we all looked at the hanged man card? Did we
2: all touch it? Um, that's up to you. If you wanted to touch it or not.
4: I touched it. It was in the book. I was. Looking I think at. I handled I it too. I'm did. just
5: wondering if anybody didn't touch it, because because now I'm thinking there's some sort of contact
6: agent involved. I never touched
0: uh, the death card or nor the the hanged yeah. man
6: i haven't touched any of the cards
0: i don't think it's a drug it's something else It's this voodoo shit
1: now matt uh, knowing the way i operate i look around is there a cab waiting for me no there isn't okay now i know it's something's unusual
4: (laughs) it's unusual Uh, because the last conversation we had at the library was saying that we were gonna wait for O'Neill because he was supposed to come to us so I wonder what made us decide to set off for the docks
0: I don't know and and I'm missing like three hours my 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 interaction at the docks took all of 10 minutes and I was on my way to the library three hours ago
1: O'Neill, is the farming equipment secure
0: oh yes it's all all there I counted the boxes
1: farming equipment. Um maybe uh Guy, Dirk, and yourself should liberate one um uh farming implement a piece. Uh, It would it
0: would look rather suspicious if we if I went back in there, if we went back in there.
1: It's my it's my product and we'll grab a double bag. We're not
5: short of uh firearms. No. That's not the difficulty we've got. Uh and you know we only have one right now that we'd have to conceal, whereas I believe that your farming implements Yeah, the boxes
0: fire. are all sealed, sir.
5: No, the problem isn't uh, firearms, the problem's their brains are screwed up. Uh we gotta find that Zuda
0: woman because yeah. or the because something's going on.
5: Yeah, and Madame Josephine can't help us. I also have uh, I also have this
0: address here. I hand it to Sterling.
1: Um, I think we should go here after we speak yeah. with this mambo.
0: Yeah, because hes you said that he's an expert. I have Mr. Senegal's uh, address.
3: I hope to the hell this woman has a cure or an antidote for whatever the heck is happening yeah. to it. Well, if
0: she's got a chicken on the door, I'm not going in the door.
4: I mean, our notes connect senegal to all of this too we we found some notes that
0: what do you mean? apparently
4: in our research so in one of the books that we apparently looked at when we went to the library before i had written some notes in the margin that said that senegal himself wasn't in, involved or knew about this cult so we should be very careful dealing with him as although I know, i'm sure mr sterling you already take a lot of caution but well, what if
0: what if Senegal's behind it all?
4: It said, my notes specifically said he knows something about it, so I'm not maybe he's behind yeah, it, maybe he's involved. I
0: what if well, all right, I don't think any of you are ignorant to the fact that we've been, that Mr. Sen- James Sterling has been dealing with Mr. Senegal. Senegal's a rebel, and uh, he's got his own agenda here on the island, and as far as We're concerned it's just a business transaction between one party and another. However, if Mr. Senegal thinks that you have a great deal of money, Mr. Sterling, he might kidnap your son and hold him ransom. What if that's what this is all about?
1: Senegal also knows that i can have the uh, naval intelligence on his camp in a matter of minutes
0: yeah you can't really do that without yourself getting implicated in the whole thing
1: right so i think we have a mutual distrust for each other enough where we won't excuse my french fuck with each other
0: well not everybody's as intelligent as you are sir
5: but also mr o'neill the note about Senegal, knowing something, was in a book about screwed up ancient African religious sects, which is also where the tarot card was. And these tarot cards ain't right. I've known some gypsy yeah. ladies. The hangman uh, is upside down, and his legs are in a formation. Right. And it's about this. Uh, this one is this grinning maniac in the desert, and you're devil. yeah, it's the drippy lady no right it's, no, well, no, it's no. the
6: it's the form described in the book except in the book it continues and it grows a third eye and the person had to be dragged away
0: let's go meet the mambo i hope <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to dance or something
6: I, that's that's all that i got i mean if there's anybody that can help us with this kind of stuff it's, it's going to be the mambo and because it was
2: only last night, uh, there's something that might still be fresh in Dirk and Guy's memory, that when you were waiting for Medwin to turn up at Northeast, How- uh, Northeast Bungalow, um, you overheard them saying that, well this ain't the MO of the rebels, what the hell have these guys stumbled into? So mm. there does seem to be a a definite gap between the kind of thing that Senegal is up to and the kind of thing the cult is up to. So you'd be aware of, remember that, that kind of divide.
5: Yeah, the ONI guys specifically, they have an impression of Senegal's MO, and it's nothing like um, Well,
0: aren't there different factions in this voodoo stuff? Maybe it's a rival cult.
5: Well, that's something that, uh, you know, that we were supposed to learn from Northeast and Madame Josephine, is that she's uncovered this weird offshoot. All right. We have an address?
0: Yeah.
1: Let's, uh, yeah. let's yeah. head in that direction. I believe Maybe Sen- Senegal wants to liberate the island and he wants the Americans off. He wants it back to the people. That's where I think everybody in this goddamn island is involved a voodoo in one form or fashion. But I don't think, I think our connection is more powerful to his end game than him taking my son, and God forbid if he does, if he if he is connected.
0: I do have an odd thing though. Um, we got sixty boxes at the docks that hasn't been picked up,
1: which leads me to believe that either the ONI is tailing Senegal too deeply, and or something might have happened to Senegal.
3: Well, as per
0: my, well, I made the decision. The thing is, is that we might have to pay the docs a little extra to get that stuff out of there, because it's taken up a lot of room. But
1: I I want my son back in the hell of the island. Of I don't care if it costs me $10,000. All right, I so Josephine
0: care. and Senegal, that's our order.
2: All right, um, I imagine you're going to be doing your previous get a, uh, get a couple of cabs and drive down. Yeah. because particularly this is going to be a quite a long round trip uh, the import export company is about a mile to the southwest of senegal's warehouse the address that you've got for him right. whereas mama josephine is about four miles directly south of here so you have quite a way it's going like back down towards the hotel and then going right back across town again to go to see uh see senegal if you end up going there
0: I think it's an important direction, an important order we're doing it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it also
5: safe to assume
2: that, in addition
5: to not having a couple of cabs at the ready, we're all particularly sweaty, tired, sore, sore feeted? You feel like
2: you've yeah
5: yeah yeah we're being dragged around like zombies ourselves. We're walking and not knowing. But we're also running out of time
2: yeah because it is past midday now and by the time you get to uh to mama josephine in your uh small convoy of two taxis um uh, it's going to be mid-afternoon by the time you rock up to the address you've got for her and reminiscent of the tarot reader you pull up outside this address and you have to do a bit of a double take because you've pulled up outside of a laundry.
1: Well, the last this- one was at a bakery, so mm-hmm. yeah, this this apparently
2: is the address. Um, you can see that the place is is working. It's one of those places that you imagine may may even be kind of open all hours and constantly having a revolving door of staff that come in and or workers that then come in, do a shift and leave again because there is a lot of laundry going through here. Um, you can also hear this, maybe like not droning commentary, but uh, fairly slow reading, or at least slow repetition, that someone inside seems to be giving commentary on the local news. And if you head on in and poke your head round the front door, uh, you find that there is a security guard in there. Uh, got a rifle propped up, um, in one corner. He's sat on a stool and he's got a copy of the uh, the Haiti Progress and he's reading the news stories. Admittedly, he seems to be a bit, maybe a bit on the slow side. Um, he seems to be reading it for the, the various women working here, uh, giving them, because there's no radio here or anything, but giving them something to listen to. So it seems quite a nice, friendly vibe when you walk in, even if it's even more horrendously uh, humid in oh, here and hot, yeah. And, yeah. But the, um, the guard stops for a second and looks up at, uh, whoever it is that's first. Are you going in as a group or are you sending someone in first? Um,
0: I'll probably wait by the door. It looks safe inside, right? It doesn't look like oh. this.
2: There's no there's no immediate red flags
1: here at all. I'll
0: go wherever Mister Sterling goes, but uh, if he wants to hang back, I'll hang back. If he goes inside, I have to go inside.
1: I'm I'm kind of standing in the door frame looking in.
5: I would I would suggest that Guy and I go in, make introductions.
1: Us uh, uh,
5: get some assurance that the whole group is welcome, and then I think we probably all want to hear what the lady has to say if she's open to seeing us.
2: Agree. Okay, so it sounds like at least so a we're, few of you are going in to begin with. Yeah. Then uh, the the guard looks up, says, "Oh, you again? Uh, do you want to go and uh, do you want to go and see the mama?" We very much
5: need to. Uh, everybody else is outside. Is it all right if we call come in?
2: He looks a little confused for a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure.
5: Yeah, I mean we're we came representing a larger party that's all from the states, but yeah, we're I friendly. I remember
2: there was I remember there was a whole bunch of you that turned up last time. Um, yeah, it's the same way out the back, and he just gestures towards at the back of the room, just as a like a gush of steam goes up into the air as it dissipates. You can see that there is a door at the back, or at least a doorway at the back, that just opens up into a dimly lit room.
5: Much obliged. Uh, give the give the man a buck, guy.
2: I will give him a dollar. Okay, yeah. In which case, that look of confusion gets replaced with a "Oh, thank you very much." And he he takes the uh the dollar, kind of uh does that kind of snap, 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 uh, pulling it, and then kind of folds it up and puts it in his jacket pocket with a big contented grin, and goes back to reading the newspaper for the for the workers.
5: And I lean at the door into the street and say, "Yeah, we've all been here before. Come on in."
2: Mm. All right, and you all head out to the back. Hey, okay, uh, I'll ask for a spot hidden before
1: you go in. From everyone. Yep. Ninety-eight. I'm just getting that steam out of my face. You see nothing.
6: Ooh. Oh no, uh, just got a regular success. I
1: pulled
0: 100. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm concentrating I... on the guards. So, I, 43,
2: just me. missed it. Regular okay. success. So, got a regular from Dirk, didn't
6: catch Donna. Oh, regular success.
2: Okay, so two of you got a release to pass. Mm. Yeah, in which case, Amy is completely distracted by the fact that you can see that there's some, your eyes are slowly getting adjusted to the, uh, to the light or lack of it in this back room and you see some things hanging from the ceiling um, that it takes you a little while to, for a moment, it's almost like there's just this bunch or conglomeration of tentacles which are coming down from the ceiling. And they're slowly revolving and then they're slowly chittering and uh, moving and casting shadows in the dark until you realize it's actually just a series of snake vertebrae which are suspended by strings from the ceiling got um, kind of dotted between lots of other bird cages which again reminiscent of the tarot reader so you've got lots of electus parakeets uh, macaw- there's a big one with a giant hyacinth macaw in there as well and a very loud cockatoo which uh, kind of locks eyes with you and then just goes bah! whereas the uh the two of you that actually passed uh dirk and donna you notice something odd on the floor that across the doorway you just have what seems to be either scratched, you're not sure if it's scratched or carved into the wooden floor, Um, it seems to be this series of lines and swirls and it's almost like a maze-like pattern that makes, there's no real rhyme or reason to it, but it's a several inches thick and covers the entirety of the width between the door frame.
5: Some sort of protective ward, I would assume.
6: I would hope it's something like that and not something more sinister. <laughs> hmm. Well, in fact, I was gonna say, if Guy had noticed
2: it, I would, uh, cause he was the one that was researching voodoo, I would give him a hint as to what it might be. Um, but for those that have seen it, you can give me an occult roll if you want to uh, discern what it means.
5: Uh, I got a 44. I think my occult's 35, and I think that that seems like a reasonable expenditure.
6: Okay, cool, because otherwise I'd have to spend 25. I'd yeah. <laughs> rather not do that.
2: Nah, that's take... quite a chunk.
6: Yeah.
5: I will take 9. Because I'm concerned about details right now.
2: Oh, details are everything. And yes, you are quite right when you're saying about that it is some kind of protective ward. Um the idea is that this is to prevent evil spirits from passing into a like a sacred place. Um, The idea is that the spirit, when it goes across the ward, is mesmerized by these lines and basically follows the tries to follow the curve to find a way onto the other side, but gets stuck in this maze instead.
5: Donna, you might want to distract your father or he might uh, not make it into the (laughs) courtyard.
2: Yeah, there's James kind of counting his money going through and going, oh, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) just sat there watching these swirling patterns on the floor um, as you approach the approach the doorway you see there is a figure inside there's a lovely little illustration to give you an idea of what the uh, this now that you get close enough to it you can see it's actually quite a small room on the other side but it's still fairly, fairly dimly lit but with enough light coming through to make out what's in there so there is Mama Josephine, complete with her uh, cockatoo, which she's holding on her arm. Uh, reasonably well built. Uh, you can see there are a plethora of various decorations to the walls. You've got, got dozens of Catholic crosses, there's various icons that are adorning the walls. Um, you can also see all the, this, this, uh, the snake vertebrae hanging from the ceiling, the parrots, which are just sat there on either perches. And there's some kind of imagine it being off camera, there's others in cages, and the big one walking around on the floor. Uh, there's also uh, shelves on a couple of the walls, as well as what's down by kind of our ankles uh, down on the right hand side, where there are bottles of what look to be almost powder like substances, but also various animals. Uh, that you can see that are suspended in various different colour fluids. Um, there's things like scorpions, beetles, other not quite identifiable but definitely look like maybe fleshy bits of something suspended in fluid, and then other bags that look very much like uh, like gris gris or say juju, various other voodoo paraphernalia, which are around here as well. And she is stood there with a bit more of a friendly smile on her face than the picture conveys. But smiles and says, ah, I was wondering when you'd be, uh, be coming back. Good to see you again. Please, please, come in. Uh,
5: thank you for the hospitality, Madam Josephine.
2: Oh, no, not a problem, not a problem. Um, do you have it? I think
3: we should probably start by explaining to you that... Um, we have a bit of a problem. You yeah, actually well, tell them I mean, everything. Well,
2: in, in comparison to your, when you last came here?
3: Well, in that we don't remember having come here before. In fact, we don't remember anything until a couple of days ago. Um, none of us do. And we keep having blackouts. We know we went up into the hills. We don't know why. And we don't know why we came here and i think i speak for us all when i say
2: that we don't remember having met you before right she she nods quite uh, thoughtfully and knowingly um okay well first off i will um i'll get you some coffee i think that seems to be a a good starting place and you you tell me all about it so um is there anyone holding back on anything as to what you've found or
0: I don't know I think we'll show her the cards I'll show her my card
3: I'm I'm going to tell her everything
0: Yeah I think everything she seems like a nice yeah. lady
1: except for the warehouse
0: What <laughs> warehouse Oh well yeah don't <laughs>
1: What warehouse exactly <laughs> Okay right
2: which she sits there uh, there's a central round table in the middle of the room again very much like the fortune tellers place uh, she has stools rather than chairs mm-hmm. which are around it because of the space constraints and she quite again thoughtfully listens to everything that you say nodding along uh maybe occasionally interjecting just asking for a bit of clarification here and there um does kessler mention the moth
5: yeah, I will not just mention it, but present it.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well she, in which case, she kind of like pulls her head back and is, ah, so you, you did you did manage to find one after all. I, I, guess I found that. two, actually, and I've been would, very
5: perplexed by it.
2: If you've got them, I'll, I'll take them off your hands. That, that was what I asked you for, to, to, put, this in, uh, to put this in context. Uh, when you last came to me, uh, to me, it was asking for help. And I requested that you were able to find a a single moth is fine, but two is even better uh, because they they are components for something i'm working on
5: uh yeah uh this is the one that we discovered when we got back to the hotel. The one that I collected at uh northeast is uh is still it still flapping
2: around a little bit oh that's okay yeah we can. Can let him go if you want. I only need one—one one that's passed on already. Fair enough. You'd be surprised how difficult it is to find a dead moth. Mm. Um, whereas to find to find one that's alive is fine, but to make it dead kind of defeats the the purpose of what I need it for. So no, if you if you've been able to attain that, then I can I can definitely help. You may not like everything I've got to say, but I'll be I'll be able to help.
5: If I like anything you say, I'll jump for joy.
2: <laughs> so you you fill her in on everything that you've there uh, you've been told, and um, particularly about the kind of the passage. Think of it as like episode one, uh, where you're in the the military hospital. She does nod and interject, saying, "Yeah, I heard the stories about what was reported in the paper. I was I was actually kind of worried that it's uh, that when you didn't come back immediately." Uh, with with the Moth, I was worried that you may have gone up to the Starpools by yourselves, and that then maybe it was you that there's the uh, the reports that I heard about this group of Americans getting themselves killed. But it seems like it's uh, another group went up there. Well, I don't know what they were what they were doing or who they were. Certainly, no one else has come come look uh, knocking at my door asking for information about this uh, this group. But no, I'll be able to provide you with some with some gifts and some charms that will be able to help you in defeating King Calico. He needs to be he needs to be removed. Well, maybe, maybe um, I'm sorry to
3: ask, but could could you possibly start at the beginning? Because um, I, I'm a little bit confused. I, I I don't even know who King Calico
2: is. Um, King Calico is uh, the Bokor of the Cult of the Floating Horror. Uh, they are a group that worship chaos, or at least one of chaos's many faces. And they've been looking for for a long, long time for power or a means by which to call forth their god into this world. On a more controlled basis, they've succeeded a few times in the past, and when it's when it's happened, it has always foreshadowed a period of upheaval and death and destruction and chaos, quite appropriately, um, on the island and elsewhere in the world. This this is a cult which came here but is not of here, and so this this current iteration that has long long since. Been a problem and a, a bane to this island is currently overseen by King Calico.
5: Uh, is King Calico currently a human?
2: Yes, yes, he is.
0: Does he oh, have okay. another
2: name? That's that's all I know him as. I mean, the the cult is in one sense relatively secret. They like to. They like to maintain a facade that inspires fear in everyone else. And to be honest, they do, a, they do a good job of it. So we we know what they wish to reveal. No one's got inside the cult to find to find out any deeper secrets or truths.
1: What does the name Nyarlathotep mean?
2: She just stops in her tracks. Um, And then as she's looking at you, actually, she kind of looks you up and down, um, particularly right the way down to the floor and then back up again. You and him share the same uh, same tailor, it seems. A man came to me, um, an Arabic man, so definitely an outsider, uh, came to me earlier today um he was dressed in a suit not too dissimilar from yours but looks like he'd walking through several puddles of mud that he was sprayed with uh, with mud and dirt um he came to me and said that you would be coming and she reaches into her um one of the pockets that's kind of hidden under her blouse and um, kind of made into her skirt and said for me to give you uh, to give you this oh no
1: what oh dear
0: mama joe does this mean something
6: to you it was once is is that a tree or a creature yes that that doesn't comfort me
0: it's just another weird card like the others
2: this (laughs) is the uh i know a bit about this particular uh entity and again the card is inverted Again, as she hands uh, hands it over. Right. I know a little bit about this entity, that it comes from Africa, that this is the god of the bloody tongue. But also something that this man imparted to uh, imparted to me was he made a point to say that he wanted me to tell you his name, and that his name was Nile Athatep. So,
3: so it seems oh, it's a that. person.
2: It's a person, it's a thing, it's a concept. It is chaos, and chaos wears many faces.
1: Uh, Okay, you're speaking metaphorically here, I get you.
2: No, no, the, 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 the thing, the crawling chaos came to my door and gave me this to give to you.
5: How could that even enter here with your protections and stuff? She said he looked like it was the guy.
0: He was
6: wearing a suit. It's an wearing Arab man.
5: Mr. Mr. Sterling's
0: suit that he threw she, out the window.
6: I'm kind of like shaking just a little bit. You're so you're saying that the Arab man is the crawling chaos?
0: No, she's saying that he said that he was. You know, remember what we what we just went over that they're trying to inspire fear.
6: Right. And is this? And he's also the like the floating horror, or is that just a, a misnomer?
2: No, you're you're correct.
6: Okay.
0: It just sounds like the boogeyman.
2: It's a very effective boogeyman.
1: Now, now, ma'am, um, what do you know of uh, Sebastian Senegal?
2: Uh, a reasonable amount. I I could call him a friend. He's a man that's had run-ins with this with this cult, and he's lost a considerable amount to it in the past.
0: We were thinking about going and visiting him after you um, to discuss the same stuff.
2: Uh, but he would probably be receptive of talking to it. Whether, whether you could earn his help, that's a different matter entirely. Um, he crossed the cult once and came away with two broken arms and a dead brother. Uh, he hmm. has very little I would say intention of going up against them again
1: and I give Oniola a look like maybe not you know
0: mm. money money talks oh, um,
1: we'll talk later uh, I'm
0: uh, trying to think is there more stuff that uh, we show her the cards we, we, we've shown her that we're showing her the cards
2: mm-hmm. well now that you got four of them yeah
0: yeah and we're expecting a fifth one.
2: It's like a uh, a royal
5: uh, flush from hell.
6: The fifth one could, if I remember correctly, could be betrayal, though.
5: That's what that's what you uh,
6: reported. The lady said the the, the, the ten of swords. Madam
5: Josephine, you do not seem upset by these things, the way that uh, the the more common terror reader was.
2: I've I've come across, well, I've not come across any cards myself, but I know of them. And I know that they are uh, almost calling cards of this particular, this particular being.
1: I want to do when he said betrayal. I want to do a psychology roll on her. Go ahead. Uh, twenty-two out of sixty, so it is a hard.
2: Okay, you're not picking up anything that would kind of ring any alarm bells. That it's like, oh, I'm the one that's going to betray you. Right. Um, but, um, you do pick up a few a few specific things. Uh, one, she is she's got a relatively good poker face. She is terrified of this cult. And that yeah, she knows what Neafilate is. And is also very concerned that effectively an outer god turned up at her doorstep and said, Hey, give you this, give this to these this bunch of Americans that uh, come here later. Um, she's she's someone that has a lot of knowledge about the mythos. A lot and knows what the significance of that kind of encounter is. And he's, again, trying to put on a good enough face to say, I'm not uh, not bricking bricking my pants, honest. But she's also holding something back.
0: Well, what kind of insight can she give us into why we're losing our memories? Is, is that an effect of this thing?
2: Yeah, I think that's something we really need to know. She at that point she shakes her head and says, I'm not a doctor. That this sounds like something in the realms of that you would need to see a, a psychiatrist.
0: So no, no uh voodoo stuff that could cause you to lose your memories and dust people are spiking their foods with or
2: anything like that. I oh, mean, drug drugs are possible. Um again, poss- it's in the realm of possibility, but I can't confirm one way or the other whether it would be drugs that you would need a doctor for that and so i'm a very different kind of uh, doctor oh. in that respect
6: can you tell us anything about star pools
2: she nods well you came here last time asking me to uh, to give you directions up there and to where to uh, from where to go um i didn't say where they were but it seems like you've you've got that information somehow because well i presume that's why you come back is when you give now that you've got the moth i can provide you with some degree of help going up there um the pools are to the uh to the southeast of the um, of port-au-prince up in the hills
6: where the cult um, is located yes yeah.
2: uh, at the end of a at the end of a trail which takes you about four hours to walk um to walk along you'll find the star pools up in the hills. And in those pools, there is a being that has been referred to as the Lurker. And she you know, nods thoughtfully. I'm fairly confident that it was the Lurker that killed this other group of Americans that went up there. So This, this being has a terrible and, in one sense, awesome reputation. It's a servant of the crawling chaos itself it's a being not of this world that lives in the pools and is deployed at the cult's beckoning and the cult's will I think of it almost as their their guard dog but significantly more horrible is there okay. a way to fight it or kill it or chase it away she looks very thoughtful and then just holds up a finger she turns to one of the shelves behind her and pulls up this little wooden box. Um, probably no more the size of a cigar box. Um, but it's got some kind of pattern on the on the top of it. Um, anyone with mythos can give me a roll. That's
1: a big no. Oh my god. No. A twelve. No. <laughs>
2: No one passed? The the best you could describe this symbol is like a kind of a weird kind of bent star or pentagram with some kind of eye with a flaming thing in the middle of it. Although some of you might look at it and think, no, it's actually more like a branch with kind of twigs coming off it in uh, the (laughs) Someone knows Shoggoth on the roof. Uh, She puts the box on the table and then opens the lid. And inside, um, it's kind of lined with uh, felt on the inside, so it doesn't rock around so much, is in very crude terms, a lump of rock. Um, But those of you that take a bit more attention to it, it looks, it's definitely stone, um, probably volcanic, that one of the edges is almost curved and then it's been chipped along both the top and bottom so that curve forms a very sharp edge so if this was if this was obsidian which is something like it's more like a greenish kind of color to it you think if you were to reach out and kind of rub your hand across that that edge that would probably cut you real damn easily it looks sharp
0: Sharp stone. Uh-huh. Our, uh huh. From our
2: and at the the other end of the um, the other end of it, so opposite the sharp edge, there's a hole that looks like it's been drilled through it, so that you could put like a leather thong through it and wear it as a necklace. But there is no there is no leather with it. It's just the hole where you think, right. well, this, this is blatantly where it could be threaded through and then worn. I mean, it would be quite a chunky. Kind of thing to wear around your neck, but it looks like that's what the intention was.
0: How big is it? Like this big? Or this big?
2: Uh, kind of fist size.
5: Is oh, that not have, big. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, from uh, I'll turn to the ladies. Uh, from our reading, what didn't the Ashanti warrior cut his hand with it?
2: Oh, well, you you seem to have uh, done some. Yeah done some research on this 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 is a this is a an item an item of value to the cult which i've come into possession of Uh, if they were to find that i had this i would uh, almost certainly uh, no longer be in a position where i could talk to you let's uh, put it that way this this is a tool by which you can share blood with the crawling chaos doing so will mark you as a friend and thereby you're able to trick the lurker because using conventional weaponry and the instruments of man against something which is not of this earth she just shakes her head yeah, that's so you're mine. saying if we sense.
0: all if we all cut ourselves with that then we can walk past this monster
2: more so than that, perhaps maybe even be able to control it. But do you... yes, tricking tricking the being oh. is the only way I know of to get past it.
6: Do, do you by chance know how this thing could have even gotten here? I mean, I...
0: Donna, this same whole thing, thing is magic.
2: That, oh, mm, Okay. It's the same way that other beings have come to this come to this Earth over the over the countless number of years and eons, they came from the stars. They came down from the outer outer black, the the vast beyond, and made this world their home. I don't see why the crawling chaos would be any different.
4: You didn't give us this tool when we came to you last time?
2: I asked for the moth, and you said you would retrieve it, and at this point I would have been able to provide you with this, but also, and Shereechi's Back onto the shelf where the box was. uh, has a large, almost like a preserved jar, so it's about kind of that big with a a folding top Mm -hmm. and a seal. The inside is a scorpion which is suspended in what looks to be a very kind of urine-ish yellow color liquid. And she puts that down on the table. Says this will be able to help counter-effect some of the negative effects of this of the stone, which is Say specifically why I needed the moth. What right. do um, we do as payment to help with another, another, another concoction of a similar nature? Shall we say?
4: So you think that that this lurker killed the possibly the American, the other Americans?
2: Given that there's been, I've only been able to ascertain what I've heard on the grapevine mm-hmm. and via the news that no bodies were found. I think the lurker will have taken them back to its lair. Right.
4: How did we survive that then? If we didn't have these protections?
2: Maybe you outrun them.
4: <laughs> Maybe.
3: Madam Josephine, um, hmm? if I might ask, um, we've been told that, that we're marked. Do, do, you, do you know what that means?
2: She thinks that she sits back thoughtfully for a moment I I can guess or making an, an informed or an educated guess to say that you definitely did go up to the star pools and that they saw you there and that they will be coming for you think of it as being marked for death they are, or rather you are certainly on their um, list of persons of interest.
3: Well, it doesn't look like we have much of a choice then, does it?
2: I suspect, and she kind of looks between each of you, I suspect only one of you will need to to actually use the stone. Because anyone that travels with a friend of Nartha Latep could be trusted.
6: What if we split up?
2: I wouldn't recommend it.
6: Uh, what are we
0: supposed to do with the scorpion juice? Are we supposed to drink that or spread it us, rub it on our skin or
2: what? Who whoever cuts whoever cuts themselves and shares blood with with the crawling chaos will need to drink that liquid to avoid falling into a, a coma or falling into a very deep sleep within a matter of hours i can i can put this off for a number of days which will give you time to do what you need to do I, i'd recommend if you're going up to the star pools again that you go up tomorrow um, particularly in late afternoon because they're right with uh with Jack will be completed tomorrow. All right.
1: What
0: happens
2: if we what happens if we rescue Jack? Uh are we gonna make it back down the hill? Her, her eyes go wide. Oh of course you don't remember. No, there is no rescuing there is no rescuing Jack. Jack has become what they refer to as a host, a almost like Messiah-like figure, which will become a living gateway for the floating horror to return to this world. There is no saving him now. There is only putting him out of his misery and making sure that the floating horror does not come back here.
1: And I get up and I, I walk out the door and I'm cursing.
2: Uh, I'll follow him. You, you need to, you need to either shoot him or stab him through his third eye, for that's where the seed lies that connects this world with the next. He has to die, otherwise, countless people will die when the floating horror comes through. He, he's unfortunately, as uh, your friend Sterling said before, brass tacks. He has to die. It has to be destroyed.
3: I've I'm had just, this feeling ever since I woke up in that hospital that there was something and it had to be destroyed.
2: Okay. The thing I, that I'm, is-
3: I'm going to hold my hand out to her.
2: Okay,
6: Are you I'm- sure you want to do it? We, we need you to be able to shoot a gun. I it's got to be
5: your guy. It has to be destroyed.
4: And we're sure she's being honest with us, like with the Mr. Sterling psychology role, it seems like
3: we I don't think it's a chance we can take. We, we have to. yeah.
4: We've been warned about false prophets though, and we have we, a liquid that no one knows anything about. a stone that's been referenced that's, in a cult novel.
6: like I don't. I think I don't know what, I don't know about I don't know about what she's talking about when she says some of those things. but when she said that he was already gone, I, I I knew it to be true. When when we woke up in that hospital, I don't know how, but I knew that we'd already lost him. I knew it. I, I felt that I'd lost something. Only now do I know that it was him.
4: I just I've for ever since we woke up, I've just felt like a pawn in someone else's game. And how do we know that this person is not also using us?
2: Well I'm in a psychology role.
4: I'm going to spend the luck. That's a pass.
2: Okay. Um, Again, her fear of the uh, fear of the cult is genuine. Her very passionate, going to say, "No, uh, Jack has to die," is definitely truthful. She is terrified of the prospect of the floating horror coming through, and she's not lying about him being a vessel is also that she's not lying about anything that she has said, but she is leaving out some very key facts. You're fairly sure there are some very deliberate gaps in what she's telling you. You just can't put your finger on it as to where those gaps are.
4: I'm gonna confront her. You aren't telling us everything. What is it you're holding back?
2: Your choice of intimidate or persuade. Oh,
4: I'm betting persuade. I'm a rather petite person. Yes, I'm gonna persuade. (laughs) i'll spin the luck and make it a success
1: (laughs) okay now i was gonna say i was telling O'Neill outside when you followed me out that she's holding something back and i don't trust her
2: (laughs) oh this this is this is happening at the same point that guy's got his hand out and all she says to guy before uh, you confront her with that statement is she says i i I won't touch it. All you need to do is just run a finger across that edge. And that's the point when you then leap in (laughs) saying, what are you not telling us? Uh, She looks at you and then looks back to to Guy, kind of in a kind of, are you going to do it or not kind of expression, but also looks a little sheepish, says that, Well, you mentioned the Ashanti Warrior, which I know is... uh, My dear friend Bruce told me that tale. I can't say that there isn't going to be a risk that by touching the stone and by, by cutting yourself, that the fate of people who do that is that they become the next host. And that's part of the reason why they become favored of Nearthalotep. But you won't find a more skilled mambo. You won't find a more skilled person that knows about this stuff. Your best chance is to get back to me, and I will do, I will move heaven and earth to make sure that I can find a way to reverse that and stop that transformation before it happens.
4: But you but said, it has to be. But Jack yeah. is the host, and you said that we couldn't save Jack. So how could you save this person who becomes the host?
2: Because he's gone too far. He's passed through the stage of coma. He's met with the God in his dreams. The, dri- the liquid, she points, will stave that off. You won't reach the point of no return.
5: Did Jack touch the sharp stone?
2: She nods. Why? And that's what that's what made him the host. From From what I can tell, he found it in the street.
4: So you've just recently he- come into possession of this.
2: Yes, I was brought. I was brought it after the one of the witnesses who saw him pick this thing up in the gutter, and cut, immediately cut his hand, and then fall fall into a coma. Uh, they they realized what this was, and they brought it to me for, for safekeeping, so that the cult didn't get it.
5: How long have you known what happened to Northeast?
2: Uh, only through the grapevine, I heard about an hour or so before you arrived.
5: It seems like he should have been able to protect himself, doesn't it?
2: He was an academic. He was a believer, but he had no skill. I believe, from what I've from what I can tell, it's his reaction. If he had seen something horrible, would have been to run back down that hill as fast as he could and throw himself into his bungalow and try and hide in the shadows waiting for, or hoping that the cult just didn't see him.
5: Mm. Doesn't appear that uh, he was lucky in that regard. Mm -hmm. Uh, The scorpion juice, what's the fluid? Uh,
2: She will rattle off a list of ingredients, uh, one of which does include urine.
5: Uh, How about alcohol? Alcohol?
2: Yeah, there's, there's probably a preserving agent in there, so it would have at least an al- at least an alcohol content in, in some part.
1: Mm. Uh, how much uh, of it? I,
2: I, how much of it would I have to drink? All of it? Um I'd say half. Oh. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's not a great taste, but the best medicine never is. But I'm sorry, I just can't think of any other way to get to the pools without having that lurker taken care of. Well,
3: I don't think we've got any other choice. And with that, hesitantly, I'm going to do it.
2: Okay, you the process for you is very much like uh touching the edge of the sharpest katana or razor blade it slices through flesh like a hot knife through butter uh blood starts to flow out of your fur, out of your wound and uh, flows onto the stone uh you're going to have some changes to your sheet uh first off uh, your power increases to, and I've just got to quickly do the the maths on this because it's an old money. Your power increases to one hundred and fifty. Good lord. And yep, that's what that's the main thing you would notice at the moment. But yeah, this intense pain as it rips through your uh, rips through your flesh but that pain morphs quickly into power and an inner strength that you have not felt in any way shape or form before
3: would that put my magic points up accordingly to um, oh yes 30
2: yep it certainly does and uh, you in fact you can give me a um, using your newfound power, you can give me a roll.
3: Oh, I've got twenty-eight, which is um, which would be an extreme
2: success. Now, yes, it is. You right. have an intimate connection to this uh, to this stone, so much so that you think if you were to be separated from. The stone for any either distance or any length of time the kind of the benefit that you have obtained now the consequence of being separated from the stone will be significantly greater in the opposite direction so you don't you really don't want to be parted from this thing now um i'll hold out my hand for the um
3: the jar hmm. she Pops the lid and slides it over to you. And um, before I drink it, I'm just going to turn back to Kessler and just say, um, if this doesn't work, if she can't bring me back, do you know what to do. Yeah, understood. Um, I just, I, w- I want it to be you that does it, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, I uh, solemnly assure you, partner, it was going to be one of us, and it might be both, but I won't let you uh, turn.
3: I'm going to take a deep breath and then um, try and drink down the liquid as fast as I possibly can
2: down the hatch and as you are swallowing this vile almost gut-wrenching liquid that makes you think it makes you wonder how many taste buds have just been killed in this space of this few moments that is where we are going to leave it for tonight (laughs) oh
3: This is another another game where I'm going to get possessed
6: again. (laughs) The best ones, always the best ones.
1: And Matt, outside O'Neill and myself were going through a conversation. So, no problem. uh, In which
2: case, we will pick up with that conversation next time. All right, cool. Uh,
0: Our players included Jason Melnychuk, Holly Buto, David Gasway, Mick Swan, John Dos Passos, and myself, with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set, set up a private game, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with of the short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account, Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck good gaming.